Hi, this is David Freeman, Chief Clinical Officer at Community Connections in Washington, D.C., with another episode of Essential Connections, Tips and Techniques for Case Managers. Today's topic is de-escalation. People escalate to a crisis for good reasons. Typically, lots of stressors are operating in the background. Maybe a person is sick and tired of prejudice and disrespect, racial inequality, gender discrimination, economic oppression. Maybe a person is sick and tired of chronic problems with a stressful relationship or the symptoms of a mental illness or an addiction or the exhausting demands of dealing with a traumatic brain injury. Maybe a person is on edge because of a history of abuse, disrespect, victimization. Maybe that person is coping with those past experiences by having an aggressive response ready at hand. And then, in the context of all these background factors, there is usually some immediate aggravation, a concrete event that feels overwhelming in the moment. Some provocation, limit, rule, obstacle, challenge, insult, something that seems unfair and unsolvable. Perhaps the person boils over after heating up for a while, or maybe they flip into a rage. Whatever the driving force and whatever the process, everyone has a tipping point, that point at which they are overcome by anger and frustration. This is the moment of escalation. De-escalation is the process of helping people recover their equilibrium, of helping people reconnect with skills, strengths, and resiliencies so that they can work together with you to solve problems. The crucial ingredients of de-escalation are commonly known. Keep your cool. Step into the person's frame of mind. Why are they upset? Listen carefully. Be empathic. Try to understand what prompted the escalation. Respect the problem. It may not be a big deal to you, but it would be if you were in the person's shoes. The standard de-escalation training emphasizes respectful, calming interventions. Listen carefully. Communicate softly and clearly. Acknowledge feelings. Slow things down. This is all good and surprisingly difficult. In a crisis, Quickly assess whether or not you need help. Don't try to handle crises alone if it is impossible to do so. Learn the emergency procedures and plans in your setting. And if you don't have procedures, develop them as soon as you can. Communication among responders is incredibly important. So have a way of being in touch with others as the event unfolds. There are some things to avoid. Don't raise your voice or strike an intimidating posture. Don't lay hands on the person. At Community Connections, we don't restrain people, so that option is off the table. Importantly, solve any immediate problems that are solvable. As you listen, consider that the person may be asking for something they can have. If so, hand it over. Listen to the communication and solve the problem if you can. De-escalation can be exceptionally challenging. It's really important to keep track of your own capacity to intervene in the moment. If you don't have the resources to de-escalate the crisis, get help. And remember, even if you can handle the de-escalation on your own, it helps to talk about the event with supervisors and colleagues afterwards. Get support for yourself if you need it. We want you to cultivate your own resiliency and to be available for another intervention in the future. After the immediate crisis event is over, 
follow-up is really important, and that will be the subject of the next podcast.